stopping us Blow it out, boarding pass Couldn't catch me, I've been moving fast Call me a shooting star Let me know who you are Flying up in a bar Wish on a star Time to show them who's in charge Call me a shooting star Hey BTC, it's your boy, your favorite admin, DJ Barbecue, with a special edition today. It is Labor Day, and we're celebrating those who have kicked ass each day of the week, especially on this great weekend of non-stop wrestling. Uh, once again, I'm here with my guest host, the king of all kings, the professor of professional wrestling, Tiger Man Smith. Tiger Man, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing actually excellent after this uh, this complete weekend, uh, especially with I'm all the wrestling here. we had. I'm pretty sure you were oh, excited. It was, uh... It was a wrestling-filled weekend, if if I if I have anything to say about it. Right, and especially speaking of a wrestling um, weekend, you had some exciting wrestling before the weekend that was just sounds amazing. Um, from what I understand, it um, was located around where you live. Why don't you explain to the viewers uh, this this great wrestling event that you went to? Oh, I've had a couple wrestling weekends. Kicking it off two weeks ago with Expo Lucha in San Diego, which was a uh, Lucha Libre convention with two amazing shows. Uh, one show was Legends of Lucha Libre, and then the, the main event show was actually uh, Mexico versus the World, which was an amazing show as well. Uh, had some of the best performers from all over the, the world. Uh, some legends of Lucha Libre. It was just a fantastic show, and uh, you actually got to go meet all the people around. It, it was definitely one of the the best re- uh, weekends of wrestling I've been to. Well, so you, uh, last you, weekend, you you did say that you had uh, everybody over the world. Uh, what's what are some of the promotions that were there for some of those uh, that don't the, know what this was? It, it it's uh, it was. Pretty much super cards. Uh, what it is is, you know, they had Jack Evans, they had T.J. Perkins, they had the Lucha Brothers, they had Little Cholo, they had Mariachi Loco. Wow. They had just name upon name. Uh, they also had Solar from the Legends. You know, uh, they had uh, Ray Wagner Jr. There. They, it was just, you know, the names on top of names. That's jam packed. It was a, a lot great of top thing talent. to see. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, they also had Teddy Hart. Wow. They had Davey Boy Smith Jr. They had Brian Pillman Jr. They had Hoovy. They had Psychosis. They, it, it's just it was just name atop of name. Man, that's that's the equivalent of what a lot of individuals are used to in the last twenty years. That's like a WrestleMania type of card. With that that type of talent, 
Yes. Yes. Oh, most definitely. So why don't you go into depth uh, um, in some of these matches? Like, which, uh, well, let's just go from what the first match was all the way to the last match. I can't tell you what all the matches were. It was just a lot of wrestling. Uh, but uh, we had uh, Little Cholo and Mariachi Loco versus uh, Las Luchas. I can't, uh, it was, uh, what was there? It's a uh, Joker and Phoenix Sun. Wow. And uh, the, see, uh, it, it was just littered with just name after name. It was crazy. Uh, the, the next uh, match uh, card was uh, Mexico versus uh, the Rome. Uh, the main event of that was actually uh, TJ Perkins, Jack Evans, and Chris Cage versus uh, Pentagon. Uh, it was um, uh, Ray Phoenix and uh, someone else. I can't, it, the, the name escapes me right now. But I mean, just a, just, just the uh, the cards that you're telling us about, like that's literally, you would. See, I mean, I'll say it again that that's something that you would see if you if it was, uh, you know, at that ep, upper epilon, epsilon, epsilon, would be WrestleMania quality. Yes, definitely. Wow. Uh, the the only thing that that was uh, the downfall of the um, the show. Was they had nothing that that said like you know the names of the wrestlers on like the cards, so a lot of um, a lot of it was lost in you know just not being able to hear the announcer. Okay. So that that's why it's kind of hard for me to like tell you the whole card because there's like wrestlers I don't know, and you you can't really hear too well from the announcer. Okay. Uh, where yeah. was where, what a uh, arena or stadium or venue that this was at? It was uh, in the the gym of a college in San Diego. Oh, right on. Very yeah, cool. so it wasn't like a big arena or anything, but it was it was packed. It was good. So, how long was this uh, this event? Was it uh, just all day? All day. Wow. Uh, so, what other weekend did you recently just have too? Uh, to the uh, Super J Cup Night Three and uh, Long Beach. Oh wow! It was in the uh, the gym of the Long Beach College. Very cool. And who were some of the wrestlers that you saw there? Oh, we saw Liger. We saw uh, El Fantasma, which is becoming one of my favorite superstars. Uh, we uh, T.J. Perkins was there. Rocky Romero. We saw uh, Will Ospreay. It, it was jam packed with uh, the best of the the best. See, that's, As, that's one you know, of the uh, pyramids known for. Uh, that's one individual that I would love to see is Osprey. Uh, I've seen oh, him on him? TV. It's it, it blows my mind, man. Like the stuff that he's able to do. Him and El Phantasma, they tore the place down. I, I can't wait to see where where this feud heads. Wow. So now, are these these are wrestling events? Is this part of like a a uh, one single promotion that kind of builds off on these storylines or is just, just kind of like a, a celebration event that they, they do kind of um, to do one offs. Well, with, uh, with the super J cup, 
It's uh, it's from a New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, okay. It's one of the the best. Yeah, it's one of the best uh, tournaments ever. Yeah. Um, highly prestigious. A lot of wrestlers just made and built their name off of this tournament. This was actually the uh, the first year ever that they actually had it in the United States. Oh, th- okay. Yeah, because I think when we were uh, we were talking about this um, the other the other day. I had no idea that it was in the United States because I, I think if I uh, yeah. remember right, I did ask. I said, it was, did you fly over there? And you're like, no, it was, yeah. you know, just up there. Um, yeah. You know, those individuals that you were you're talking about, TJP, Will Ospreay and Phantasmo, um, the I don't want to downplay it when I say this, but if you take ballet, for instance, right? Yes. That's a great example of how those individuals have to do it so smooth-like, and there's an art form to it. That's exactly what those three individuals do that are professional wrestlers. Oh. Their talent oh, yeah, is so the, uh, smooth. The, the amount of finesse that they need to be able to pull off what they pull off is undoubtedly like amazing. Um, El Phantasma, I, I can't get over how impressive he was. I was even talking to TJP after the match, and I told him, I go, man, I've never seen this this kid before, man. He's amazing. And TJ says, yeah, I was eliminated from the tournament from him uh, last night, and I was never happier to lose to someone than him. You know, that that's very cool. That, that shows uh, a lot of respect uh, that he yeah. has for an individual, especially how long... Uh, TJP that has been in the industry, that has been in the business. Yes, yes. It, he's been everywhere. Uh, he's really, you know, it, it's not just a catchphrase, but I believe he is the best technical wrestler in the world. I I, I wouldn't argue that either. Um, you you know, you mentioned that he was at the other weekend event that you were at, and then this one. He was, yes. Um, I would have to say to add on to it, he's in one of the, the top names to talk about as one of the hardest working individuals so far. I mean, I would like to compare it as the Lucha Brothers. I mean, there is not, um, yeah, there's not a, a really a promo- promotion um, that they're not at. I mean, it's it's yes. crazy how they work. And I think that's kind of a characteristic of what Lucha is. Um, yes. And I could be wrong. You know more than I do about that. Uh, why don't you go in a little more in depth to like let the, audience know like how hard they do work it's not just you know two nights twice on sunday twice on saturday type of thing i mean it's almost seems like they're doing uh well well, you go in depth with it you you tell the fans on what it really is yeah it's it's a lifestyle um pro wrestling especially indie wrestling when when you have like a name like that highly in demand it's really kind of it's a lifestyle, man. Uh, you're a lot of people want to say that like WWE, you know, they're all hard workers, this and that, that they're always on the road and stuff like that. I, in my opinion, it, it's probably harder to be an indie wrestler because um, you're kind of traveling. You have to be your own agent. You you have to you know schedule your shows, plan it around the travel. Sometimes the, the traveling is a lot more hectic. Um, I know when I was talking to TJ after uh, the Super J Cup, uh, he had to be 
the next day to fly to Australia. But he, in return, loses hours, and you know, it, it's crazy. So we're, we, so he was overseas before he went to the Super J Cup over, over in the U.S.? No. Uh, before the Super J Cup, he, he went to, uh, I believe, Mexico. He was in Mexico for TNA. Oh, wow. And I mean, still that, that's, the, that's, yeah. that, that's quite the trek in itself. Yeah, and then um, after the Super J Cup, he went to Australia, and I believe he's getting ready to go back to Japan. Now, you said Australia to me the other day when you were talking about the Super J Cup. Um, yeah. I've never really, I don't think I've seen what that style is over in Australia, or is that, do they do they have their own promotions over there? And I would think that they would, but can you educate me a little bit about that? They they do have their uh, their promotions, but the wrestling is not that much different than strong style. So it, it kind of like merges. Uh, in fact, I I think there's in my opinion there's wrestling. Um, there's lucha, which is in a whole another category on their own. You're gonna see a lot more rules. You're gonna see you know it's not gonna be as bumpy because um, when you see the wrestling ring. Uh, the thing that like really makes like the noise and kind of has like a little bit of give in the ring is the spring. Uh, so when someone takes a fall and you hear like the that's the spring, you know, the wood bouncing up, hitting the metal, this and that. It gives it a little bit more give. It still hurts, but it, it gives it a little give. In the lucha rings, there's no spring. So when you take a bump, it's like it's like falling on just concrete. Right. Oh. Uh, so that's that's where you get a lot of the rules, stuff like that. So, with with that being said, um, it's not. It, I I just want to clarify to the audience. I do know that there is you know certain individuals that we see on the main stage or on the semi main stage that are from Australia. My thing is is that I didn't yes. know that if there was like other promotions from other states that go down there, or if they had their own individual you know basically factory of uh ind- ind- independent professional wrestling uh promotions there um the size of the ring now you were talking about what was going on out in the the west coast do those rings vary yeah. i know that there's different sizes but do they stay at a particular size of a ring on these promotions or is it kind of basically the same um it, it differs, not by much, and, you know, you have to adjust to it. The regular uh, WWE ring is 20 by 20. Uh, I, for example, have wrestled in 16 by 16 and 14 by 14, which gets smaller. You just have to learn how to judge your steps a little bit more, uh, keep your spacing, you know, sometimes it, you, you just, um, it, it, it's part of, like, being a wrestler is that you have to have a good, um, you know, ring awareness. You have to know where the middle is at all times. You have to know how far you are from the ropes, stuff like that. Uh, it'll throw you off if you're not, like, experienced enough. But but besides that, a lot of promotions do go with the 20 by 20. So what do you think um, the odds of people seeing a, um, I guess, a six-sided ring? Is that used quite a bit down in the south? Um, or overseas, um, either that's to our overseas of, friends to the west or the east? That's more of a, a AAA Mexico thing. 
Um, I know uh, TNA, when they were still under NWA, they used it. But uh, that, that's mainly a AAA thing. Um, AAA, they have a lot of great shows. Uh, I wish that they would show that a little bit more up here in the North American market. Um, and you what know, I meant, like, um, like in this, like from America all the way up to, you know, the, you know, all the way up to the northern part. Um, there's just a lot of those ones um, that just have amazing, amazing talent. And I don't think that we have a lot of coverage. And if I'm talking about coverage, I mean social media-wise. Yeah, that's um, it's definitely a, a whole different world. Um, even uh, in uh, like the San Diego area and stuff in SoCal, that's where you see a lot, a lot of like lucha in um, in the United States. But uh, lucha doesn't exactly completely get over in all of the United States. Uh, so it's it's a lot harder to get the coverage and stuff. Uh, so definitely the best place for that is YouTube. I don't believe AAA has an app or any viewing things like that, but definitely YouTube. Okay, so we're we're gonna go to a, um, a couple questions that I know a lot of individuals have been posting lately, and we'll we'll go from that. Um, there, one question goes: Who would be the all-time best referee? And the reason why I'm asking these questions is because as most of you might not know, uh, Tiger Man has been in the industry. Um, and, and I would say, in my opinion, he's still in the industry. Uh, so what are, I would say, the top five referees in professional wrestling going from what every, every promotion that you've seen um, in the last, um, you know, couple weeks or a couple months? You know, it's, it's really hard to tell. Um... Mainly because referees don't really get the the credit that they uh, that they deserve, because part of their job is not being in the spotlight. It's uh, it's their, their job is not taking the spotlight away from the wrestlers. Right. So a good referee, you're not gonna like know, you know, you're not gonna really know him. Uh, I know a big uh, referee in SoCal is uh, Rick Knox, which is actually on uh, AEW. Uh, he's on their roster. Uh, he was on Lucha Underground. Uh, amazing referee. Uh, he's a veteran. He he knows his stuff. Um, another referee that I was uh, kind of brought up in the business with was um, was Marty. Uh, I I don't really know his last name, but uh, he was in WWE for a little bit as well. Uh, he was very um, great with the movements, uh, with the hand signals, and he, he knows how to make the, the match flow. Uh, there, there, there's a lot of things that, you know, the referee takes care of that a lot of people don't necessarily know. Uh, there will be, like, times that they uh, make calls in the match, like when they tell um, a wrestler to take it home, or uh, they tell them uh, to pick up the pace, stuff like that. So the whole pace of the match is ultimately con- uh, controlled by the referee. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people don't understand that. They actually do a lot more than, you know, kind of look like a inanimate object that's just kind of acting like they're, you know, refing a, a match. I mean, there's a lot more uh, more to it. 
Um, yes. What would be you? Would, what would you say out of this young talent that we've seen so far? That I mean, we've just had an amazing opportunity as professional wrestling fans. I don't think a lot of people appreciate it as much, but a lot of these wrestlers coming from other promotions and we're seeing them on the main stage that they normally wouldn't get a chance through any other promotion. What do you think who you would consider like the top five of those wrestlers that I guess you don't, I, I, I guess we could say like up and comers, but they're not really cause they've been out there for so many years, yeah. but what would be your top five? Uh, let's see. Number one, uh, now it's definitely gonna be Al Phantasma. Uh, this guy in uh, the the Super J Cup just blew it away, man. Uh, he had an amazing finale match with uh, with Dragon Lee. Uh, this guy is just instant heat, and he has the talent to push it. Uh, TJ Perkins, of course, he's just all out one of the best. Uh, so that'd probably be my number two. Um, I really loved uh, Switchblade. He 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 has talent. He has the heat. Um, he just needs to show it off a little bit more. Uh, you know, uh, Will Ospreay is going to be probably number four. Uh, this guy knows how to move. Uh, this, this guy knows the, the psychology of wrestling. Uh, he's definitely one of the top. And then, um, man, one of the most underrated, uh, wrestlers, man, Jack Evans. I think if, uh, if Jack Evans could just wind it down a little bit, and pay more attention to telling the story, he would be one of the top guys, man. Nice. So let's go on the other perspective. Who are the top five wrestlers that you would pick in order that have been in the business in the last, like, two decades that are still going today that you feel like they're actually not just, you know, overstaying their welcome, but yet they're actually, you know, still on top of their game? Uh, let's see. I like Pentagon. Uh, Pentagon Jr. Uh, this this guy is not only a legacy. He grew up in the business, uh, but he's damn good. Uh, he's not making it just off of his name, off of his gimmick or anything. He has the skills to prove it. Uh, let's see. TJ Perkins been in the game for a while. Uh, this guy is amazing. Um, of course, you know, best technical wrestler in the world. All that. Uh, he's just... You know, if he wasn't amazing, he wouldn't be taking all these bookings that he's taking, you know? Um, let's see. Um, Teddy Hart. Teddy Hart's amazing. He's a good storyteller. If he could just, uh, you know, just get his behavior down, get a little bit more respect for the sport, uh, he would be going a lot further. You know, he uh, he blew his contracts with WWE, uh, AAA, um but he's still getting uh, bookings, and if he could just like tighten it up and just be there, he would be one of the top stars, man. Yeah, that that's definitely um, true. He he does. Uh, he's burned a lot of bridges, if you want to if you want to say that. Yeah, and, and it's a damn shame because he just has so much talent, man. Um, he does. He and, and and he's a heart, man. That that's that's a legacy. Uh and I'm big on the legacies because that's the name. That that's that's what's gonna drive that, you know. Um, the 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 legacies just like carry the business, man. Yeah. Uh, one hundred percent. Let's see. Uh, 
Jack Evans has been in the business for uh, for a while too, probably around twenty years as well. Um, that I I just wish he would just wind it down a little bit in the ring, not give out too much, and uh, just you know make a better story, and then that he would just be going places, man. Right. Um, let's see. Uh, who else? You know. Um, Uh, Will Ospreay, man, uh, he's been in the business for a little while, and uh, I, I think he's probably uh, one of the future, man. Okay. He's one of the future uh, main eventers, everything. I, I I'd see that. I definitely see that. All right, let, let's let's even go even further back. Your top five wrestlers from '99 up to today. Well, that are not all of them are still active, but your top five wrestlers. That you remember from the hmm. old WWE days, WCW days, even even well, I guess you can't really consider TNA because that's mostly the WCW. But yeah, um, yeah, your top five out of those. Let's see. Um, see that, that that's a weird like timeline right there. The '99. Uh, let's move back to to '96, man. Because okay. um, that's when like I was like just like you know I was. Living, you know what I mean? Like, watching it and stuff. Uh, Scott Hall is always going to be top, man. I, I always thought he was very underrated. Um, I wish he would have just got the uh, the drugs and everything under check, man, because he would have been, you know, he was a top guy, but he could have been, like, a lot further, man. Um, would you say, though, he, at one point, and not with the Razor Ramon, uh, because he, he was in the industry a long time, That that's a big boy, Um and do you would you yeah. say that at one point he was bigger than Hulk Hogan, especially when he was in WCW? Scott Hall, uh, I think him and Kevin Nash carried the NWO. The only reason that it was relevant that Hogan turned was because he turned with them. Okay. I always, you know, so, I, I had somebody bring so that up. Does that? Yeah. No, I mean that makes sense. But I had somebody bring up at one point that they felt like, I mean, even you know, they said it before they saw it in that documentary, um, that seen the rise and fall of him, that said at some point sometimes he would come out and he would have a you uh, the same or even a bigger pop than and than Hulk Hogan or Hollywood Hogan at the time that he was in the NWO. Yeah, they uh, they they made Hogan relevant again. You know what I mean? There was uh. A, a little bit of time in WCW where Hogan just was irrelevant. It was the same old shtick, you know, right. and uh, and people just got tired of it. Um, that's why Vince let Hogan go. Very, you yeah, know, very it, true. It's it's because they wanted a new generation. They they couldn't hold on to him, right. you know. Um, so so yeah, in my opinion, Scott Hall was a top guy. Uh, he could have gone a lot further, man. I would love to see him hold a a world title, you know. Right. Uh, let's see. Other than that, uh, Vader. I love Vader. Yeah, that's um, that another great guy. Yeah, Vader was amazing. Uh, his matches with uh, with Flair, with Sting, everyone. It, it, this has monster, but he was damn in the ring. Right. Um. Very agile. Let's see. Uh, oh, definitely. And uh, he uh, started off uh, sparring with Chuck Norris. Right. So, so you know, this guy was a legit badass. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
I loved Mankind when he first came in. Uh, the gimmick Mick Foley pulled off was amazing. I wish they would have kept the, the old Mankind gimmick for, for a lot longer, though. Uh, you know, I didn't even realize that that was uh, Cactus Jack. You know, yeah, I remember yeah. seeing him, uh, uh, Cactus Jack, in WCW there. Um, yeah. You know, 6.05 on TBS. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I never realized that that was actually him. He pulled that off very well. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it, it could be uh, two sides. You know what I mean? If they would have uh, pulled the, the Mankind gimmick off longer, it could have killed it. Or it could have gone on being uh, something even more amazing, you know? Right. So, uh, let's see. Uh, Shawn Michaels. I was a huge Shawn Michaels fan. Uh, just great, you know, in the ring. Um, to me, there's no better than Shawn Michaels. Yeah. They're, they're, that, that's... I, I, my, my thing is, is that... Um, and I'll admit, when they when they broke up the Rockers, I was devastated, and I wasn't yeah. for sure the which way this was gonna go. But it was just he gets he comes out, and I can't remember if he was with Sensational Sherry at this time. Yeah. But he just there's just this this presence, this aura. It was like that was like one of the cool people. That's how the cool people would look, you know. And he just yeah. it was like he couldn't do anything wrong. You know, he made it like, you know, what I was saying, like yeah. the ballet, you know, comparison, you know, how they make it real smooth. Yeah. And a lot of people uh, sometimes don't like that because it's not that normal, gritty, rough cut type wrestling. Yeah. Um, but man, was he amazing. And, you know, he deserves everything, his accolades about being Mr. WrestleMania. I know yeah. he had his demons. He's he's admitted yeah. that he's had his demons and he's come back from that. Uh, but, yeah, he definitely that that's i mean there's you, enough said when you say Shawn michaels yeah he even uh he made tatanka look good in a in a mania as well right oh yeah you know um not to change the subject on it a little bit but there's individuals that you hear stories about that are so good and sometimes you know people don't realize that they're actually the ones that are leading the way that that are like helping the other one out during the match yeah and the, and you yeah. would think like oh my god they're they're this top guy but then when you hear the stories um behind the scenes um the amount of like surprise on my face to know like oh my god that wasn't him that was actually the other guy that just yeah. gives another example of how great those individuals are yeah you know um i'm a strong believer that all the uh the beef and the uh, grudges backstage Fans should know about, you know what I mean? Um, you know, of course, a lot of uh, people have, you know, say a lot of not nice things about Shawn Michaels and stuff like that. Uh, I think fans should just enjoy the matches like they are, you know what I mean? Uh, if you loved something, you loved it, you know what I mean? If peering behind, you know, the curtain that, uh, that you know, a wrestler was, was an asshole or, you know, like, about their whole, like, demons and stuff, like, like fans should not know that. Right. So let me ask you this, and we'll we'll go to our second part of of the show here. Uh, you know, you you've seen people complain about how, you know, in their opinion, WWE isn't you know putting on a good show. Their storylines, they you know they complain about SmackDown and Raw, 
and you know you have nxt that's just seems to be hitting home runs with the audience um it's a consistent favorite of mine i know that it's hitting you know in the teenage um demographic my son's a teenager that's hitting that you know they're hitting that like um do you think the majority of the time when they when they criticize uh wwe do you think it's more people just wanting to be you know relevant or do you think they actually have a, a an actual gripe okay i'm gonna i'm gonna start this off with uh with not answering the question and i'm gonna just say um if you're if you're so much in the complaining about wwe and you don't like it that much vote with your remote control turn it off um you know get the get the viewership down a little and then they're going to change. You know what I mean? That, that, that's the best way to vote. Uh, nothing comes from you watching it every week and complaining. 100%. You, you, whether, whether you want to admit or not, you answered my question right there. That, that, that's, that, that's the good point. Now, yeah. at the same spectrum, you got you know AEW coming around. And I, I do believe that they're, they're an alternative. I mean, it's not going to be for everybody, but that's what the alternative is. Um, it's an alternative, and we haven't seen this type of co- uh, competition to WWE in a while. Um, TNA was supposed to be this, you know, alternative, and then somewhere down the line they fluctuated and kind of lost their way, and they're kind of lost. Even if they're putting in on great shows and everything like that, it's just they they never made it to the point of competition that uh, that they should have been. I think their mistakes AD- were for that um, when they went and decided to go on Monday night again. You know, when they got I they think had mis- Bischoff. Their, their, mistake, their mistake was trying to be an alternative. Uh, they were trying to be the competition. Uh, they pushed it too hard, too fast, um, and it fluttered, you know. Right. Um, they, they should have built up their name a little bit more. Uh, the first shows were, were just spectacular. If they would have kept that consistency through, for a little while longer, they would have been like one of the top promotions. Right. 100%. If they would have took a little bit more time building uh, their, their homemade names, instead of uh, getting you know all these older wrestlers in, you know, even though I love Hall and Nash, like, what, what do you expect them to really do there? Like... They're not going to bring in the names that you want. Uh, they're not going to act the way you want them to. Uh, they're not going to put out the matches that that you want. You know, uh, you're going to push down some of the the names that you you tried building up so hard. Uh, especially when you're trying to make a card like the '99 WCW. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you you can't really expect anything besides people turning off the TV. Right. You know, the one thing that um, I, they, they were really original, and there was a lot of individuals that really caught my eye. That's the reason why. That's the, the reason why I, that I started watching there, and I repeated myself because yeah. I it's it made me like look at it like twice, like oh my god, like what is this? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. You know, you kind of you sometimes you walk around town and you see something and you have to do a double take. That's the reason yeah. why I was I, I kind of in, in a sense stuttered there. Um, they had it was a six sided ring. It was original. Yeah. It was something that 
I felt uh, through my eyes that I hadn't seen before. And yeah. so when they went away from the six sided ring and they tried to do, and I know this is a cliche thing to say, but they tried to go back to what WCW was doing. Um, and I just thought that's, that was stupid. And then they just made a big deal. And like, uh, yeah, I know that, you know, Nash and, and Hall and X-Pac and, and Hogan, you know, and, and Bischoff were there, but then they tried to go on Monday night and, you know, they should have just stayed on their Thursday platform and just kept being yeah. themselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, I think the best thing to do is if you have a direction that you're going, stick with that direction 100% and go all at it, you know, go, go full force, you know, cause that's what's going to make you. When you stutter right. step and then try to make it something else, then, then go to something else and this and that, you're going to be making a whole bunch of mistakes. People are just not going to watch it. They're, they're right. not going to watch the, the building burn. Right. Um, but now they're back with, you know, trying to make their own names. Uh, they're, they're trying to get more homegrown talent. Uh, they, they made some superstars. Uh, LAX, you know, where would they be without impact? You know what I mean? Um, Chris Cage, you know, I, I know they've been on other cards and stuff, but they really got their, their foot in the ground with impact. Oh, mainstream ground, at least. I mean, yeah. you had, yeah. you had that, a, a network that some of those guys were on um, that people didn't know about, that they were slowly knowing about, but they weren't on a, a big yeah. platform. And yeah. Now now that, that company, you know, is non-existent, uh, well, at least it's it's kind of stalled and sitting in the back burner for a while. But, um, yeah, now that they're out there and um, they they put out a, a, they put out great matches. Yes, they do. They do. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I even told TJ, I, I go, I'm glad you're back with Impact, man. They they need someone like you to, to help carry the promotion. You know what I mean? You know, the one thing that I would say about TJ, though, is is yeah. uh, I I think that he's he's underappreciated. Uh, appreciated. Uh, yeah. Not just with the fans a lot of times. I, I love the, uh, the, the video game. You know, being a nostalgic '80s kid, yeah, uh, NES and stuff. I love that. Um, when he was doing that final part of with with uh, Impact before he went to the Cruiserweight Classic, I really yeah. didn't understand why they they were uh, they did that to him. But that doesn't take away the fact that I respect the man a lot because just the you know going back to the whole like athleticism and, and, and making it smooth. Like he makes it so uh, ridiculously easy looking. It, it, he makes it look like anybody could go out there and get in the ring and just do it without having any training at whatsoever. Like it, it's just, it blows my mind. I mean, it's, it's just smooth, man. Yeah. You know, uh, he's always been like that. Um, Back when uh, he was training, he would just watch tapes and tapes and tapes. Uh, me and him both looked at, up to uh, Tiger Mask, the, the original Tiger Mask. And uh, the the kick Tiger Mask does, you know, the, the little, like, spin kick? Yeah. He watched it so closely and imitated it so well that he even, like, adds a little, like, stomp, like, in the beginning of it. 
if if you ever like look at the tapes of him doing that spin kick, and then watch Tiger Mask doing it, it's the exact same kick. Really? Yeah, cell by cell, it's it's the exact same kick. He had everything Tiger Mask does, and this is TJ. He's that that that's what he does. He'll he'll master something. He doesn't just like go off and like just almost does something. He masters it. Think about that. And if he how, can't how, ma- think about like what that takes. Like that's just that just blows my mind, man. To be able to he, yeah, he's, do it exactly the same. Wow. He's always done that. Watch any move he does, and it, it'll be the exact same way he's done it in every match. That that thing where he catches himself uh, between the the top and middle rope. And then, like, the guy, like, dives at him, and he, like, moves. Watch it. It's exact same. That's crazy. Every match. That's crazy. So, yeah, that, that that's how he is. It's amazing. Well, we're going to uh, get close to the show being ended here because the time's, like, about up. But let's end with uh, one of these. You're going to take your... Let's say, let's, let's go with bucket list. If you're going to take a bucket okay. list... What would be your, I want to say top, we'll do top six. Top six promotions that you would want to go to, starting from 10 being being the the least, obviously, and then number one, but start at number 10 all the way up to number one. Oh, number 10, huh? Um, I don't even know if I could say 10. Uh, Let's do five. Okay. Five is a little bit easier. Okay. Uh, number five is going to be CMLL. I love it. They, uh, they had some great times. Um, you know, you got to love it. Uh, number four is uh, once you figure out that forever, I it becomes a little bit less special that there's more to it. Um, yeah. See, uh, number three. I would do it right, but, um, you know, that that's what it is. Um, number two would be, uh, I wish I could go back in time and watch some, uh, some old uh, watch those names, you know, I, I wish I could see Vader live, uh, I wish I could see, you know, the NWO come out, I, I wish I could see all that stuff. Right. Number one, New Japan. New I really oh. wish I could, could have saw it in the, in the 80s, man. I wish I, I could have saw, you know, Tiger Mask and, and Dynamite Kid. I, I really wish I could see, see Jushin Liger in his, in his prime, you know, Right. I, I just saw him last when he's ready to go. I was Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero in New Japan. You know, it's it's that type of stuff. Very cool. Well, I would say that that's a good way to the end of the show. Um, I'd like to thank you once again for being on here. Um, if there's anything that you would like to end that you're going to be doing here soon, go ahead and uh, let's the let the audience hear about it. 
See, um, I am currently in discussion with, uh, with, with the Coda I Radio Network. Um, not, nothing's confirmed yet. Um, we're, we're still in discussion on me, uh, being more, uh, more part of the network. Um, as soon as, uh, we get more information, uh, it will be shared. Um, right now it's just in the, uh, in the building phases. Uh, so is this kind of yeah, like breaking yeah. news then? Because I, I, I mean, I've worked news. for the Coda I Radio Network and I hadn't even known about this yet. So this is pretty cool. Yeah, it's um, I I don't know what uh, what they're willing to uh, to push off, but uh, we'll see. You know what I mean? Well, that'll be awesome. Best of luck to you. Would love to see you uh, working here uh, on a regular basis, but. Just remember, people, this all wouldn't be possible without White Claw. If you ain't drinking the White Claw, you just ain't living. And by Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Midwest All Pro Wrestling, feel the excitement. For myself and the Tiger Man, we thank you and have a good night. Have a good night, guys.